0: chapter 9. Let's put it on the screen. Jeremiah twenty, chapter 9 verse 23. Let's look at this in the amplifier. Hallelujah. I think the last time I was here, I told you the Lord was, was returning praise to the house and to the people of God. Joy and praise go together. Joy is outward exuberance. You can't contain the joy of the Lord if you want to amen some people have a a strong facsimile thereof. it's not the original but when the joy of the lord comes upon you you not only can you not contain it you can't contain yourself am i telling the truth mother jones when it's the joy of the lord now if it's some of that manufactured stuff hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus i i just hear the holy ghost thank you lord thank you jesus Thank you. See, see, the joy of the Lord requires faith. It's not about your feelings. It's not about feeling something. Amen. It, it, hallelujah. No, it's not. It's not about any of that. Not the joy of the Lord. Mm hmm. I want you to see something real quick. Look at look over here. Mm hmm. Hold on, Bible. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, say, Lord, I thank you for joy. Thank you for joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's what I have. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. Thank you, God. And, and let's read verse 7 and 8 real quick. We're going to get to the text. But the Bible says in First Peter 1 verse 7 that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found, look at this, to the praise and the honor and the glory and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now look at verse 8. Whoming have not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. That's not a person that's living uh, based on what's going on in the sense realm. Their feelings don't dictate the praise, the honor, and the glory. Cause if you got a revelation of Him, it ain't about what you feel. It's about what you saw. It's about what He unveiled. It's about what. Come on, tell somebody it's about what He showed me. It's about what He showed me. Come on, it's about what He showed. Even if it ain't manifested yet, Glory to God, He showed me something. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And I got joy unspeakable. And it's full of glory. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 9. Let's look at verse 20. We're not going to be here long. Jeremiah 9 verse 23. Hallelujah. I think the Lord spoke to us. I I I want you to see something. Jeremiah 9, verse 23. I'm going to read 23 and 24 out of the Amplified paraphrase. It's the Amplified classic. It says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise and the skillful person glory and boast in his wisdom and skill. Let not the mighty and powerful person glory and boast in his strength and power. Let not the person who is rich in physical gratification and earthly wealth, glory and boast in his temporal satisfactions and earthly riches. But let him who glories, glory in this. Isn't that something God will tell you what to glory in? Amen. Where to shout, where to give, give him praise, where to lift up his name. He says, let him glory in this. What, God? that he understands and knows me. Hallelujah. Personally, practically, directly discerning and recognizing my character. Isn't that a good word? He said that, because see, you you have opportunities to glory in your wisdom, to glory in your your might, to glory in your riches. Amen. But he said, no, 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 no. If you're going to glory... Glory in this, that you understand and know me personally, practically, directly discerning and recognizing my character, that I am the Lord who practices loving kindness. Now, see, this is something you have to know for yourself, right? Because you, you can't get It's hard to give God glory for what somebody else knows. I don't think y'all hearing what I'm saying. But if you know it, you can give God glory. Just as soon as you think about it, you'll give him glory for it. Because you'll know this is not of me. This is not my doing. I didn't put this on myself. God gave me this. Who practices loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. Now look at the rest of this. For in these things, look at what the Lord says. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. Say amen. 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 I, I want, we are still in this series uh, about when we see him. Amen. Uh, I want to talk to you tonight, praise the Lord, just a little, little Bible study lesson tonight. Amen. About seeing him requires knowing him. Seeing him requires knowing him. Amen. See, we have knowledge of God because of his initiative and not our own. You can't know God unless he wants you to know him. God is a mystery and he stays hidden except those he extends the privilege, amen, to be able to see and to know him. You ought to feel mighty good about that, that God has extended you the privilege, Hallelujah. Everybody don't get to see God. Like you got to see God. Somebody always say, Thanks be to God. God is, He is, He is always the initiator and the author of revelation. And you can only see God through revelation. Amen. Because God is mystery. He, I mean, He He He's hidden from everybody except us, the ones who He intends to. Amen. To be seen by God, discloses what otherwise would be unknown. He uncovers what would otherwise be hidden. Go to Deuteronomy 29 and verse 29. Amen. Somebody all say, God, I thank you for revealing yourself to me. Deuteronomy 29 and 29. Amen. Mark this in your Bible. It says, The secret things. Let's put it on the screen in the New King James Version. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. God's got some secrets. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There there are some aspects of God. See, See, we shared this with you before, that God is knowable, and at the same time, he is incomprehensible, which means that you can know about him, but none of us will ever fully know him. Right. But we have the privilege, yes, amen, of trying to know as much about him as we possibly can. Yes, we Hallelujah. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed, come on, say, Lord, I thank you for revelation. There are some things that the Lord reveals, amen, and what he reveals, he says, it belongs to us. And I told you this before, what you know about God, the devil can never take away from you. So you ought to thank God for every revelation that the, that the Lord has ever given you. Amen. And see, he gives you those revelations to secure you because when the enemy comes in like a flood, it's the spirit of the Lord that lifts up a standard, lifts up a revelation against him. Thank God, hallelujah, that I got a revelation from him. And he says, look, and to our children forever. Everybody see that? Look, look, look for what purpose? That we may do all the words of this law. He reveals, amen, so we can do. He reveals so we know how to live. He reveals so we know how to to behave. It's like I was trying to say this morning. the, The more you know him, the greater the confidence that you have in him. And the more confidence that you have in him, you will stop going to other people first. Prayer will not be your last resort. It will be your first defense. You will pray before you complain. You will pray before you murmur. You will pray before you panic. Because your confidence is in God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, how do I know it's his will? Because I've been abiding in him. I've been staying in his word. I've been stuck up in his face. I've been getting revelation after revelation after revelation. Do you not know when God gives you a revelation, he's telling you what he wants you to have, who he wants you to be, what he wants you to do. So why are you asking him for something else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Go to uh, uh, Ephesians. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I told y'all we're not going to be here long. Go back to Jeremiah 9. Let's look at verse 23 and 24. I'm loaded with this word tonight. I just want to give you a few points. Amen. And Pastor Gould was preaching that eulogy. He was really just talking about his son. Amen. And then just because he rest in the Lord, he just said, five points right here what you do when you lose a loved one. Just throw it up on the screen. I said, go ahead on God. That's grace right there. Say amen. amen. That's how we... We don't mourn like everybody else mourn. Right. Man, he made a statement. He made a statement about how, how demonic it was for us to be oppressed at the loss of a loved one. Right. Right. That doesn't come from, from a belief. Now, if you... See, sinners die, believers depart. Right. So we know that if our loved one dying in the Lord, even though we miss them or mourn them, we shouldn't be mourning them for 30 years. Right. Man, he, you need to go on Facebook and watch that message. We need to be delivered because the enemy wants to saddle you and weigh you down. Right. Amen. And, and cause you to have grief. And everybody's different. Praise the Lord. Everybody grieves different. But you shouldn't be grieving for 80 years. That's bondage. That's not the will of the Lord. Amen. Help us, Holy Ghost. So let's look at this, Jeremiah 9, 29, 23, and 24. Look at what the Lord says. Now keep this in mind. Knowing him, amen, enables us to see him. Come on, say, the more I know him, the more I'm enabled to see him. Amen. And see means to comprehend, to understand, to appreciate, to properly value. Right. So so the first thing that Jeremiah teaches us, he says, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. God is trying to help us to see. Amen. What's important? Because see. Help me, Holy Ghost. All of the isms. will will obstruct our view of God. In this case, he's talking about intellectualism. When you get as smart as God is, you can't see God because you're relying on what you know. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. Ecclesiastes 9, hallelujah, verse 11. I'm telling you, some of you, Need to prepare yourself for God to give you some open visions, Amen. To start showing you some things, start letting you see in the supernatural, see some angels ascending and descending. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes nine. Look, look at, look at, look at uh, verse eleven. It says there, "I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Everybody see that." That the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor the bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. This is what the the writer said there. Go to Isaiah 47 and 10. This is a little little Bible study. Amen. Isaiah 47 and 10. We're not going to trust in our wisdom. We're not going to glory in our wisdom in our wisdom. We thank God for for wisdom. Amen. But we're not going to glory in it, especially when it's personal wisdom. Isaiah 47, look at verse 10. For you have trusted in your wickedness. You have said no one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge, look at this, have warped you or led you astray. And you have said in your heart, I am And there is no one else besides me. That's what wisdom will do for you. Right? Puff you up. In this case, cause you to think, I got this. I know what to do. I know how to do it. And you start glorying in your wisdom. Amen. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel 28. Let's look at this. We're not going to glory in our wisdom. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 28, look at verse 3. He says, behold, you are wiser than Daniel. That was sarcasm. Mm-hmm. There is no secret that can be hidden from you. With your wisdom and your understanding. See, this is a problem when you get too lifted and you think you know everything. Young people, watch out. Because you know sometimes when you're young, you think you know more than your parents. Y'all, they're so dumb. My parents, they don't know nothing, anything. He said, that's right, keep living. He said, with your wisdom and your understanding, you have gained riches for yourself and gathered gold and silver into your treasures. By your great wisdom in trade, you have increased your, your riches and your heart, look at this, is lifted up because of your riches. Everybody see that? Therefore, thus says the Lord, because you have set your heart as the heart of a God. Behold, behold, therefore, I will bring strangers against you, the most terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall throw you down into the pit. You shall die in the death of the slain in the midst of the sea. Will you still say before him who slays you, I am a God? See, when you let wisdom and intellectualism puff you up, what you're saying to God is, I am a God. You start glorying glorying in your own wisdom. But you shall be a man. He said, I, I will show you. Better than I can tell you. But you shall be a man and not a God in the hand of him who slays you. You shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of aliens. Look at this. For I have spoken, says the Lord. So let not the man, uh, let the wise man glory in wisdom. Then Jeremiah cautions this. He says, let not the mighty man glory in his might. Go to Psalm 33. Let not the mighty man, because you are, because you've got strength and power. Amen. Because you work out. Come on. Psalm 33. Because you eat healthy. Because you ain't never been sick. Mm hmm. Psalm 33. Look at verse 16. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold the eye of the Lord. Let's put this on the screen. Psalm 33 verse 18. Behold the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. On those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death. And to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. We're not trusting in might. We're not trusting in our own strength. We're not trusting in our own ability to deliver us or to make a way. That's why we sing, he is a way maker. Right? Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help. Somebody ought to shout about that. The Lord is our help and our shield. You don't even know which way the enemy is going to come from, but the Lord is your shield. Man, he's a shield all around you. Thank you, Lord. Y'all know how this you used to say, be a fits all around me every day. He is that fits. We don't know where the enemy is going to come, how he's going to try to attack, whether he's going to try to jump on one of our kids or some of our loved ones or hit us in the parking lot on the interstate. Do you know what I'm saying? I ain't worried about no, uh, what is it called, coronavirus. That's right. Wash your hands. Keep them off your face. Plead the blood of Jesus. He is my help and my shield. How many believe that? I'm not going to live in fear. Amen. He's our help and he's our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. See, if you're trusting in the Lord, you can't help but rejoice. Sister Adrian, before the outcome that he's promised manifested, because I'm trusting in him, I'm already rejoicing. Hallelujah. Amen. The third thing that Jeremiah warns is, nor let the rich man glory in his riches. Go to Job 31. Because, you, you know, uh, sometimes we get money, it changes us a little bit. And when we don't have money, it'll change us a, a little bit. <laughs> right? Come on, you know, you, know, you know y'all got friends, family members. When they got money, they're the best people to be around. Without money, they're it's a totally different person. And if we be honest, let's tell the truth. Even ourselves. Huh? Car ride a little bit different. <laughs> we got some money. Come on, food, taste a little bit better. Y'all ain't liking this kind of teaching. Job 31, look at verse 24. He says, if I have made gold my hope or said to find gold, you are my confidence. You see that? Amen. Can you put that on the screen? Job 31, verse 24. If I have made gold my hope or said to find gold, you are my confidence. If I have rejoiced because my wealth was great. Hallelujah. If the only time you praise God is when you got money. When you got material wealth. When your income tax check rolled in. Direct deposit. Whole lot of zero. Come on, the only time you can praise God when you got a financial blessing. Look at what the word says. Is this too real? He says here, he says, if I have rejoiced because my wealth was great and because my hand had gained much, If I have observed the sun, amen. Let me see. No, go to verse 28. He says, this also would be an iniquity deserving of judgment, for I would have denied God who is above. If the only time I can rejoice, if I'm saying to my my, my, my finances, glory to God, you are my confidence. He says this would... Be an iniquity deserving of judgment. For I would have denied God who is above. Amen. Then go back to Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 24. And we're getting ready to close. (laughs) He said, but let him who glories glory in this. He said, don't glory in your wisdom. Don't glory in your might or your strength. Don't glory in wealth. Amen. Nothing wrong with wealth, but that shouldn't be your glory. That shouldn't be your confidence. Amen. Because you know what God will do? God will order something that you can't pay for. To see where your confidence lies. Or he'll give you a he'll give you, he'll allow you to have a situation that you don't have enough money to get yourself out of. Amen? Man, I have, been, I, I have been praying about this thing and I said, Lord, if you don't intervene, I'm going to have to pay this amount of money. I've been praying for a little while. We was riding in the car this morning and then later on the news said that the president signed something and people who are in this situation they ain't got to I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I had to get my hands back on the steering wheel. Thank God for the president. Sign something else. I ain't mad at you. Because sometimes God will put you in a place that you can't do anything about. You can't write a check big enough. To show you, don't put your confidence in money, put your confidence in me. So he says in verse 24, but let him who glories, glory in this. Go to Psalm 44, verse 8. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're going to glory, if you're going to rejoice, amen. If if you're going to shout, if you're going to praise the Lord, amen. If you're going to find a place to make him look good, to demonstrate who he is, don't glory in all that other stuff because he said, that's not me. That's what you produce for yourself. Amen? Psalm 44 in verse 8. Look at what it says. In God we boast all day long. Some of you all need to to take that and put it on the index card. In God we boast all day long. I'm not boasting about my troubles. I'm not boasting about my trials. I'm not going to keep talking about people over and over and over and over and over again that won't do right. Glory be to God. I'm going to boast in the Lord all day long. Problem, Jesus. Issue, the Lord God, Jehovah. Situation, what a mighty God I serve. I'm going to boast in the Lord. This is about choices, y'all. All All day long, I'm going to boast in him. Won't you try that sometime? I'm just bragging on my daddy. How you doing today? My Lord, my God has blessed me. My daddy blessed me real good. Showed up again, woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. Come on, all day long I'm boasting in him. Y'all know what the, the Bible says? Said? Said, 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 My soul shall boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. You could turn a sad surroundings into a place of gladness. If you start boasting in the Lord, because the people who have been made low by burdens and problems and situations, glory be to God, they don't have anything to hold on to. Here you come in there boasting on God. You can, you know those folk that don't have no relationship, any relationship with the Lord, but they're the first one to holler out, won't he do it? Like Steve Harvey. You, you can give them the truth of the matter. He says, and 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 not only that, and praise your name forever. Just wanna praise him forever. No, we can't sing that. But y'all, follow him, said in God we boast and praise His name forever. You got options, but the Holy Spirit is saying, no, boast in the Lord, brag on God. First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty-one. Yeah, that, that's registering with somebody. I'm going to start boasting in the Lord. Hallelujah. Start bragging on God. Thank you, Jesus. Bible says that that as it is written, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 31, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to glory in the Lord. I'm going to make my boast in him. I'm going to brag on him. Amen. This is the Lord's doing. Hallelujah! I saw you struggling. I saw you having a hard time. I saw my God did walk out on you and leave you there and, to die in your own blood. But then I saw the Lord work it out for you. Let me tell you about it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's not just there with me when things are going well, but he's there with me all the time. Hallelujah. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. Thank you, God. He, listen, he may not come when I want him, but he's always on time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go, go to 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 17. hmm That's what kind of church I, I want to be a part of, of a church that just boasts in the Lord, brag on God all the time. hmm I, I say that, Holy Ghost. Look, if God figures out, finds out, knows that you are inclined to boast in him or boast of him he'll keep giving you stuff making stuff happen for you so you have something to boast about maybe that's the reason why you don't have nothing to boast about because God knows you're gonna try to take his glory he don't He doesn't share his glory with any man. But if he can find some folk that when God work it out, make it happen, bring it to pass, that'll give him the glory. He said, let me keep right on doing things in their lives, because I know that's going to be the one boasting in me. They're not going to try to steal the glory from me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Young people, when you get an A, you ought to say, look what the Lord has done. Thank you. I studied, but it was the Holy Ghost that brought all this information back to my remembrance. Thank you. Not my skill, not my wisdom, but the Lord. Second Corinthians ten seventeen says the same thing. But he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. So now, so let's 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 let's, let's go back. Jeremiah. I'm almost done. Jeremiah. 20 Jeremiah 9, verse 24. But let him who glories, glory in this. What does he say? That he understands and knows me. That he understands and knows me. That he understands and knows me. The most important thing about you is that you know the Lord. Yeah, yeah. That you know the Lord. You remember that saying? It's not uh What you know is who you know. I know the Lord. I know the Lord. That's what matters about me is I know the Lord. Amen. So I want to look at these two words real quickly. He says that he understands and that he knows me. That word understands means that I have insight, comprehension. I have insight to God. This is not facts I got out of a book. I've got some insight. Me and the Lord have been through some stuff. Yes. Hallelujah. I, I, I heard him singing a song, but then, then I, I went through a situation and it gave me some insight. It was no longer a mystery. It, it means th- this is associated also. Now, listen, this blew my mind. This, when you understand God, it's associated with prudence and wise acts. See, if you know him, you got to act like you know him. You need to behave like you know him. It's it's associated with prudence, wise actions, prosperity, and success. Those that understand God are the ones who are prudent. They're wise in their actions. They prosper and they succeed because they understand him. Understand his person to the degree that we can understand him, and we understand his ways. And one of the things we understand is about God's timing. Hallelujah. See, he's not in a hurry, but the devil is. I know that if I wait on him, I'm going to renew my strength. I'm going to mount up on wings like an eagle. Come on, somebody. The more I understand him, I realize certain things have to happen. I really, If I'm not getting a harvest, i got to sow a seed. Makes me have wide, wise actions and prudence, amen, and prosperity and success. If I meditate on his word day and night, I'm going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come on, somebody. But I need that insight. That's why my, my time in the word and my time in prayer and my time in, in abiding in him, that the enemy fights you. He doesn't want you to get into that time because he knows the more you confidence is based on what you know. And the more you know him, the greater your confidence will be. I was I was coming through coming through uh, the book of Daniel this morning, and and I noticed that when the when the king who was uh, demonically influenced by the satraps threw Daniel in the lion's den, the Bible didn't record Daniel saying anything going in, because Daniel is the one that says, "But they that know their God shall be strong." And do he walked right into the lion's den. King couldn't sleep all night, couldn't eat all, couldn't couldn't eat, couldn't drink. He he woke up early in the morning, no alarm clock, ran down to the lion's den, looked inside and saw Daniel. Daniel said, "Hold up, <laughs> wait a minute, King." He said, "This is my God." He said, "My God sent these angels in here." And shut the lion's mouth. But they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You think about that. Some of us, tell the truth, if they said we, they were gonna put us in the lions, we would have been screaming, hollering. I'm sorry, king, I'm sorry. Grabbing all on the king's legs, and all that kind of stuff. They just walk right in. No reaction whatsoever. Because he knew his God. I want you to think about that. This this is insight. This is is understanding. Then then the word know, the word know is the Hebrew word yada, Y-A-D-A. This means learn to know. Learn to know. God wants you to have a desire to learn to know him. To learn to know Him, see if you if you put all your uh, emphasis on your wisdom, on your might, and on your riches. What if you gave God at least equal time in terms of knowing Him? I think you ought to give God your best time or more time, because the more I understand and know Him, the more I'm going to prosper and succeed. Amen. This word means, it means to perceive and to know. It means to find out. Now, now watch this. It means to know by experience. Hallelujah. To know by that. See, that's why I say, what you know about God, the devil can't take away from you because you had an experience there. You'll never forget it. Never. I was was having a conversation with a young man last, last week. Young man, he was—he's a what you call it? Air uh, airline. What do you call it? not stewardess? They got a different name. Flight attendant. He's a flight attendant, and he was getting ready to get on his plane and look, and a man was over there unconscious in the chair, mouth open, head to the side. When they went over there and say, "Sir, sir, y'all," he fell out the seat. Fifteen minutes they trying to revive him, uh, defibrillator all. He's holding on to this man's feet, praying in the Holy Ghost. You gonna get up from here today? You ain't gonna die, young adult. Praying, 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 praying. They said he's gone. We got. He said, No, nah, y'all better keep on, cause this man's gonna get up. Long story short, the man's alive. Amen. Now, Amen. you mean this man had this young man had an experience with God that has changed his life forever. Mm -hmm. Right? The experience you have with God becomes your testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Well, what's your testimony? An experience that you've had with God in the past that will sustain you through any present or future difficulty. That's why I need to know him. Because I'm going to go through some stuff. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. So, so, so God wants us to know him intimately. Let's look at a few scriptures. Go to Jeremiah 31, verse 33 through 34. He wants you to know him intimately, intimately. Amen. And see, some folk, let me put this out there. Some folk are afraid to know God intimately, intimately, because relationship requires vulnerability. Amen. And intimacy vulnerability and intimacy and we don't want to we're afraid to get vulnerable with the Lord as if he don't already know everything about you amen Jeremiah 31 look at verse 33 34 he's thus says the Lord who gives the son for 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 what did I say no that's wrong verse hold on yeah that's right that's right, who gives the sun for a light by day, the ordinance of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who disturbs the sea and its ways roar? The Lord of hosts is His name. He says, if hold on, 31:33. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this is the covenant, uh-huh, This is right, That I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord, we're in those days now. I will put my law in their minds, And write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Look at verse 34. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord, for they all shall know me. Does everybody see that? From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. See, two problems men have in knowing God. Number one, God is infinite and we are finite. I don't have time to get into it. And then number two, God is holy and we're sinful. Those are the things that keep us from knowing God. And because he's holy and we're, we're, we're sinful, there's a gap between him and us. And he, guess what he does? He bridges the gap. I think y'all learned that in evangelism class. Right? He bridges the gap so we can come into the knowledge of him. Amen? Go, go to Psalm 91 and verse 14. In Psalm 91 and verse 14. I think I'm, I'm going to quit after this. I'm going to read one more verse. Y'all get anything out of this? Mm-hmm. Man, we had good church here tonight. Hallelujah. Rejoice. Now we're talking about our God and knowing him. Amen. So next time we come back, we can rejoice a little bit more. Amen. Psalm 91, look at verse 14. Because he has set his love upon him. See, I'm not, I don't have my love set on money. I don't have my love set on power, might, wisdom, any other isms, materialism. Come on, y'all, right? Materialism, intellectualism, or none of that. It says here, uh, See, he says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Somebody all shout about that. I will set him on high. Why? Because he has known my name. Do y'all see that? I will set. See, I believe if you know the Lord's name, that will make you fall in love with him. And, And see, one name. Is not good enough for all of God. So the more of his name that you know and that you understand and that you've experienced, I wish I could get me about two sanctified folk in here just to give the Lord a little bit of praise. He said he "He has known my name that will make you set your love on him and he becomes your deliverer. There are some things you can get into, and if you use the right name, that name will get you out of it. There are some names that you can use when you can't get into a place, amen, and that that name will give you access. And Jesus said, if you ask anything according to my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified. But you got to know his name. You got to be intimate with his name because, you know, you can mess around and try to use his name and not be in intimacy with his name like the seven sons of well, Did not authorize to use his name. Amen. Let, let me give you this last scripture. Go to first John five and 20. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Knowing him enables us to see him. 1 John 5, look at verse 20. Is this all right? And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. Somebody ought to thank God for understanding. That we may know him who is true. Hallelujah. See, this is not something like a deal you broker for yourself. God wants you to know him so bad, Sister Lydia. He said, I'm going to send my son, and my son is going to give you understanding, because you can't figure me out on your own. This is a mystery that you can't solve. So I'm sending my son, because I want you to know me that bad. And I want you to know me as him who is true, and we are in him who is true. Y'all see that? In his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Amen? So what are we to know? I'm closing with this. What are we to know? Number one, that he is the Lord. We might talk about it on Sunday. But you need to know that he is the Lord. Hallelujah. He's master. He's in control. He's in charge. He's the ruler. You need to know that. Because some of us behave like coronavirus is the Lord. Come on, like politics, is whoever get in the White House is the Lord. Some of us behave like our boss man is the Lord. Some of us act like our bodies tell us what to do instead of us telling our bodies what to do. Some of us behave like our past is the Lord. But he is the Lord. Lord. Number two. Not only is he the Lord, but he's the Lord who, exer- who exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. He's the Lord that exercises loving kindness. With loving kindness, have I drawn you to... He, God don't beat you up to try to get you to come into a relationship with him. He okay. used loving kindness yeah. to draw you to his side. Amen. He, he's the he's Lord of judgment and the Lord of righteousness. And, and, and why does he want us to know him? For in these, he says, I delight, I take pleasure in you knowing this about me. You want to please God? Know him. Know him. Know him. Desire to know him. Seek to know him. Make that your first priority. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you so much tonight that not only is it your desire that we know you, you revealed yourself to us so we could hallelujah and Lord because you've given us understanding we know that most time we don't learn you on the mountain, we learn you in the valley so tonight we thank you for what you let us see, for what you let us know, we know that's the better part, it'll never be taken away from us, Lord we might not know presidents and ambassadors and kings and queens but we know you hallelujah And this is where our confidence is drawn from. Because we know you who are true. You cannot lie. Everything about you, Lord, is true. Amen. Your word is true. Your will is true. Your desire is true. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for pulling the covers back off the mysteries. Thank you for unfolding the secrets for us. We know that what you revealed to us is for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've taught us down through the years. Thank you for what you let us see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just take a moment and worship here. Father, we just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you to be a way maker. I know you to be a burden bearer. I know you to be a yoke destroyer. I know you to be a a mighty deliverer. Hallelujah. Thank you. I know you to be a problem solver. The old saints used to say, I know you to be a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for always coming through. Thank you, Lord. I might have read in a book that, lo, you're with us always, even to the end of the age. But when my mother and my father forsook me, there you were to take me up. Heard David say that, that, that he once was young, but now he's old. He never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And God, when we didn't even have money, you were there. You were there being Jehovah Jireh. Before I knew the Hebrew Lord, you are the Lord God that provides and your provision has been seen. You are the one that favored us, gave us favor with you and favor with man people that we don't even know to use their resources, their know-how, their influence, their, their networks on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus. You've been our shield. You've been our buckler. You've been our real God. Hallelujah. You've been the one that never slumbers. You kept us as the apple of your eye. You loved us with an everlasting love. Thank you, Jesus. You restored my soul. Thank you, God, for restoring my soul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. You are a mighty restorer. Hallelujah. What the, what the locusts and the canker worms have eaten, God, you're the one that has restored it all. We say thank you, God. You even restored the years. Thank you, Father. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. To the author and the finisher of our faith we bless your holy name we bless your holy name thank you god thank you lord the lord who no good thing will you withhold from them that walk up right before you we give you the praise In jesus name church said together amen